have it in there. Good morning, everybody. This is the Crusaders channel. This is Carlos Vieira, and I do have Ivan on the other side. This is the early morning show. We seem to be having uh, connection issues. We are not getting the feedback, but we are live now. So, good morning, everybody. Let's see if Ivan is available. Ivan? No. Um, I'll ask Ivan to restart his... Um, his computer and then let's see how we get him back on um please restart so what a interesting morning we have here i see that we have a couple of national days and today's national day is a uh, north carolina oh it, it's north carolina day and what's interesting about North Carolina Day is there's a tradition where they started um, honoring each state um, starting from the top and ending all the way in Hawaii. And they look at the history, the foods, the people, the state. So it's an interesting day for everybody um, to celebrate. So I think there's a lot of um, history going down in that, in, in that straight from the Civil War and all of that. So maybe you guys could help us. What is the traditional food in North Carolina? And um, let's, let's take it from there. Um, but also we have um, National... Uh, Drinking beer day. So anybody's got permission or everybody's got permission to start drinking beer this morning. Um, I wouldn't overdo it, but if you're at home and you haven't had your coffee, please grab a drink of beer because today is National uh, Beer Day. So toast each other, toast your families. Um, you know, if there's a feast around the area, please go join. Um, if there's a craft market, go support them. Today is the day. We also have an interesting strawberry cream pie day. Now, strawberries for me are an absolute delight. I remember going down to the coast and we had the opportunity of doing strawberry pickings with um a couple of my friends' kids, and what a blast we had. Um, I think strawberries just have that sweetness in them, and um, it's just one of those interesting um, things that we have that is good, good for the heart and good for the soul. So enjoy your strawberry cream pie. And then there's an interesting one, one that I thoroughly enjoy because this one challenges us um, quite hard. It depends if we have a good neighbor or a bad neighbor. But today is the National Good Neighbor Day. And, um, yeah, I just, you know, I see those movies um, that have a lot of, you know, the neighborly, um, um, you know, flavor where people bake stuff. Um, I was... Luckily, in uh, Paris this weekend to watch the South Africa game versus um, Ireland. And on my way back, I actually watched a movie called um, 
uh, a man called Otto. And I just, it just rang a bell that our neighbors are really vital. And um, Otto obviously had a tough life. I don't know if anybody's watched um, Otto, um, but it just rang a bell that that's what we should be doing. Um, so obviously with his tough life, he, um, you know, ran into, he didn't want to live anymore and, and his wife also had an, an, had an incident and she was uh, wheelchair bound um, from a, a bus accident. But every time Otto wanted to do something to himself or end his life, he got in the, a Spanish neighbor moved in and she started asking for help. And through helping others, it became so amazing how his life changed and how his life flourished and stuff that he, um, uh, you know, he was just trying to end life. And as, as the neighbors kept on asking him for help and for all these type of things, he actually became um, a good neighbor and by giving to others. And I think that's, to me, that's something that's very important. Um, I think I've shared on the group before um, what's happened is I've got a very tough neighbor that lives, you know, lives right next, next to me. And she used to be the chairperson of the, of the, our complex. And, um, and she would just be hard. And, and the, the one thing is her dad and her family, and I think she was married, um, all were abusive. So she just, carries that sentiment on. And I, I remember during COVID, um, there was no services to cut the grass and all that. And I went and I loaned a, uh, a lawnmower from, from another neighbor. And as I was cutting my lawn, I offered to cut her lawn. And, you know, those are the little neutralizing things that we can do. So as today's national Good Neighbor Day, let's reflect on who we are. Are we the good neighbors? Are we the open neighbors? And are we able to, to develop or, or make a, you know, bake a pie or sit with our neighbors or help out or, you know, unfortunately some neighbors you can't. But if we are able to do it, today is the day to do it. And obviously – with the National Strawberry Cream Pie Day, <coughs> it's something. Excuse me, it's something that we could give to our neighbours um, and partake. Let's see, Ivan, are you back? Good yeah. morning, America. Just as you thought, it's safe to get back to the radio, eh? <laughs> I guess who's back? Guess who's back? Yeah, so I mean, we were talking. I don't know when you joined us, but we I've were been talking. Listening. Okay, cool. So, I mean, today is obviously National Carolina Day, and the whole thing is just to reflect on traditions and uh, their national foods and everything and what's happened in the past and all of that. So, to everybody that's listening to us, National Carolina Day, have a wonderful feast day. Um, and then, yeah, um, you know, we were talking about being a good neighbor. 
Um, and, you know, how do we become a good neighbor? And can we bake that strawberry pie and give it to our neighbors? Or is it one of those pie contests that we take and wah on somebody's <laughs> face? <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, and obviously this is a Christian show, so we're not into this uh, strawberry throwing. <laughs> yeah. um, but it is about how, how do we treat our neighbors. But I did ask a question because sometimes we say, how do we treat our neighbors? But there is a good question that says, are we the good neighbors? Um, you know, and and – Stuff like that. And I think COVID maybe opened that up because we weren't allowed to go very far. And all of a sudden, we were stuck with our neighbors. So, you know, maybe in the chat room, if you guys can tell us if there was any good stories of how we helped our neighbors and how we did stuff. Um, you know, what I enjoyed about cutting the grass was I didn't really need to communicate with her you know i just offered to cut her grass and i cut her grass and you know and sometimes silence is also a good way to to treat your neighbor Ivan, any any experiences that you've had with neighborly love or or well i'll tell you what i must say carlos it's always uh, when i hear about neighborliness i always think about you and cutting that <laughs> the neighbor's lawn because it's such a wonderful story and you know how often we do something that somebody least expects of us to do and that's the whole thing are you prepared to do something that somebody else least expect of you to do um and and being kind is something that's quite odd in this you know modern era because people are so scared to be kind in a sense lest his kindness or her kindness be misinterpreted as a sign of weakness and then people like zone in on you and before you know it you've got all the kindness in the world that you've got to give out and it reminds me of a joke i once heard about the the guy who went before the Lord and said, Lord, please use me. Next moment, somebody knocked on his door. Um, have you got a cup of milk for me? Um, oh, yeah, of course, Gibbs. Next moment, ding dong, somebody else. Listen, you don't have uh, a little bit of uh, uh, flour for me. And the next moment, somebody put on a group, listen, I'm stuck down the road. Anybody can come out and help me here, please. And this guy thought to himself, no, 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 hey. I don't want to be used like this. People are just using me. And then he remembered, hey, but hold on. He just said a prayer. Lord, please use me. <laughs> and here were people uh, queuing up for some kindness that he asked to be able to give out, and then he didn't want to. So, yeah, that's that's quite funny. But getting back to the pie-throwing uh, incidents, I laughed. You know how often we as human beings are told, don't do something, and guess what we do? We go and do it. Sometimes we see a sign that says, don't look in here or don't uh, open the gate. And guess what? People open the gate or look through. And there was a, a skit on one of these funny, uh, you know, grab a laugh type of uh, uh, videos. And there was like a, 
a little, what can I, cubicle with a hole in it. And underneath it, it says, don't look inside. <laughs> and everybody who came and you could see them looking. And as they looked into this hole, somebody on the other side, inside this little cubicle, would actually have those pies, those cream pies. Yeah, yeah, yeah into their faces and you cannot believe how many people were caught with it and and all it said don't look inside and so i suppose it's a human thing to to do the thing least expected and uh, yeah i see there's some comments dr torres said well it's national beer drinking and uh, a, a strawberry pie day today so you know remember some people drink to remember Others drink to forget. And uh, I think some of our South African fans, you know, after the weekend uh, 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 are lost to, to the Irish in the game. Uh, some people really drank to forget that game. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, needless to say, you know, winners never quit and quitters never win. Hey, Carlos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just sticking to the, the topic of neighbors, um, when I was in the stadium, we were obviously outnumbered by the amount of Irish that came through to Paris. And obviously they came through because they don't have visas. It's a, sh a short flight from Ireland. Um, and so, so they were there in their droves. And I always thought, you know, you see all this fighting and all this, um, you know, stadium fighting and hooligans. And I was like looking at this and we outnumbered you and we wearing our South African Springbok shirts. And I thought, yo, this is, this could get a little bit uh, out of control, yeah. you know? And um, what neighborly friends they were. I mean, just the people sitting around us, we were high-fiving and, you know, we congratulated them for their try and then for the kicks, and then it became such a a good banter that that neighborhood uh, neighborly love was out in the air. I mean, yeah. they wanted photos. We took photos with them. It was just brilliant, um, you know. And and that's what it's about. I th imagine imagine all of us had neighborly love. Yeah then would life be a little bit different? You know, um, I, I always look at cars um, that have, you know, that rosary on the, on the, the, um, the rear view mirror. And I always wonder if there's an altercation, you know, do we both pull out our rosaries and does that change does that change the situation? <laughs> Is that the common factor that's going to neutralize the problem? You know, because how do we actively or continuously stay, um, um, you know, neighborly? So, and, and that's always something that intrigues me because some days we're good and some days, yeah. you know, we're not stressed and, and a taxi driver doesn't irritate us. And yet there's other days that we want to jump out of our cars and, and sort things out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, being neighborly comes with a lot of characteristics. So, you know. Um, but, 
but Carlos, isn't it nice to live next to nice people? Isn't it nice to be in a neighborhood where people know each other and wave each other, say hi, talk about this, talk about that? And that's what so, uh, you know, I think it's sorely missed in society today where we all live our own little lives and we're so busy and uh, caught up in all our stuff that we seem to not be interested in anybody else's stuff. And yet we're all in the same mess. Um and, 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 you know, all I find it in South Africa quite often, many a times we, you know, just in the moment where you think, oh, I'm in trouble here, and you reach out and say, listen, can somebody help? How people actually respond to help. They want to help, and they, they're really nice to help. And the, like I said in the start, that many a times people don't want to help just in case <coughs> – People will take advantage of their kindness. But I think that that one uh, adage once I heard a, a saying that says, if you want a friend, then be a friend. And if you think of it, it actually makes sense because, like you said, you're in a stadium full of people, 80,000 people maybe, um, everybody cheering and, and in high spirits, etc. And usually there's a bit of banter going on, but sometimes a little bit too much of the beer stuff that some people have, uh, it makes them aggressive and they want to become the boxer they've always felt they needed to be. And they start looking for trouble. Um, and and yet when you look at those incidents with hooliganism, and how it's so distasteful, and nobody, you know, everybody cringes when they see it. And that's exactly it. And then you get the other, the, the direct opposite. Like you say, you were high fiving and laughing, and you were, yeah, our team is losing. And the guys next to you, they're from the Irish team, and they're like, hey, they put their hand on you. Sorry, buddy, you know, and that's how it is. And then we score, and they like, hey, and then we say, hey, can you see we're coming back? We're coming back. And unfortunately, we're lost. But so what? You've always got to have somebody's winning and somebody's losing. The way you play the game, though, is much more remembered, I think, than the way you, you know, also, I suppose, the way you lost. Because some yeah. people just cannot lose. And some people just cannot take that. And then they sit. I, I, I wonder sometimes when I see the guys sitting on the field and they're crying now and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, hey, man, it was a game. Unless they put a couple of thousand or a couple of million rand on the game or dollars on the game to win or to barter or to bet. And they've obviously lost some now. <laughs> but I've never been a guy that's going to cry after my game was lost. I really, the one thing I love about the, the game of rugby, they make a line, two lines. And they all the, or the, the, the winners always start this by uh, going to the edge of the field and the losers walk through the middle and then you just like shake hands or high five as they go through and say, sorry guys, better luck next time. And then they then obviously as they end the line, they start their line so that you walk through as the winners, the victors, and they then say, hi, well done, you know, uh, but watch it next time. We're coming back, you know. Um, one thing that happened to my son and them, they played a, a team, a rugby team, very strong team, and they lost. And afterwards, the, the guys called them all in and said, come, guys, let's pray. <laughs> Carlos, the prayer was, Lord, please help JP Boys High, my son's team, to get over their loss now. <laughs> <laughs> and it was... 
listening to the early morning show and you are listening to the South Africans. This is Carlos. Good morning, America. And on the other side, we have Ivan. Good morning, America. It's always a pleasure to be on air. Carlos, doesn't it make your day just feel so much quicker when you speak to the Americans? I mean, they're just waking up and we're already halfway through the day. (laughs) And I don't even know how Quick time goes when we are chatting. It's like an hour and a half just flies in a couple of minutes. So, yeah. So, as we said, today is National um, Neighbors Day. And I I heard this um, thing. I was watching a golf little show yesterday. And um, there was these two guys that were leading this golf tournament. <coughs> and I, um, I don't think it was – I think it was like a little private little thing. Um, uh, it wasn't a PGA or something, but it was a tournament and there was these two leaders. Now they're on the seventh, uh, they finished the 17th and they're heading off to the 18th hole and now they have to, um, you know, tee off. So this is now to see who's going to win the tournament. So this opponent guy goes in and he smacks the ball, but it bounces and falls into the bushes. And this guy's saying, yeah, um, you know, he's already sees his chance. So then he, um, he tees up, lands on perfectly on the fairway. He's got a perfect line now to the – so he decides now he's going to go help this guy look for his ball. And they're both looking for the ball. And eventually um, the first guy that hit the ball into the bush says, you know what, go hit your ball and – um, I'll carry on looking. So the guy says, okay. So he goes onto the fairway and he hits the ball and it's about two meters away um, from the hole. And then all of a sudden, the the guy that's in the bush said, oh, I found my ball. And poop, he hits the ball and he lands two inches from the hole. Wow. Now the guy that was on the fairways thought, how am I going to call this guy's bluff? Do I take his ball out of my pocket and tell him that I stole it? Or does, no. he, <laughs> or does he now have his two-inch shot into the hole? <laughs> so, And that becomes our neighborly love. So there, as a neighbor, he wow. picked up this guy's ball and put it in his pocket while he was looking for it. And no. And then the other guy dropped a ball and said that he now found his ball. So <laughs> I just, I, when I listened to this, I thought, wow, what a dilemma. Because if the other guy has to say, oh, well, I have your ball in my pocket, he gets disqualified straight away. And then the other guy wasn't even using his own ball. So isn't this the story of our lives? Everybody's trying to get a foothold on, on the next guy. And, oh, uh, and that's the opposite of being neighborly. And, you know, if he had just left the ball there, 10 to 1, he would have won the game because the, the guy's shot might have not come out of the – so, yeah, this is where <laughs> this is where we need to stick to our principles and, uh, and not try to jump ahead. Huh. Carlos. I mean, what, 
what what would you have done? I, I, I just sat there and I looked at this and I thought, oh, wow, this oak is obviously just, a, yeah. Remember one thing. Somebody once told me that the way you play the game of golf is a direct reflection of your personality. And I, I wonder sometimes, it is actually true. You know, like for instance, I say, if you're playing a, a shot and it's a bad shot or whatever, and you lose your cool and whatever, you probably, when, when, when things at the office goes out of sync, you obviously lose your cool. Uh, however, um, uh, if you, for instance, hit the ball into the rough and you pick up the ball and you can't find it, and, or you're now taking the ball from, from your opposition, it shows that somehow you'll be able to cut some corners and you're not uh, too concerned about values uh, as long as you can get the deal, for instance. And yeah, now, yeah, to yeah. your surprise, somebody else now <coughs> gets a better shot because they've been a little unscrupulous. Now, how do you call them out about their uh, <laughs> unscrupulous I mean, behavior? Yeah. I tell you, oh, that, that's just, so funny. that floored me. It absolutely floored me because, yeah, it doesn't matter whichever way it works out. If you supposedly had done the right thing and not tried to get an advantage, you know, um, you could have come out on top. <laughs> but, and, you know, so I'm also in a sales organization and unfortunately brotherly love um, is a very tough thing to achieve. Because everybody's chasing a number. Everybody's trying to make an extra dollar. Um, so, yeah. Um, but on the other side, if we're talking about golf, I was put into a four ball and there was a guy from a medical company um, that I'd never met and it wasn't actually anything to do with me from my account. But anyway, we spent that four and a half hours together and – Two weeks after that golf day, there was an escalation at this uh, medical company and this guy was fuming. So anyway, the call came through to me and uh, I realized who I was talking to and then we started having a little, um, you know, he, he found out that, you know, he remembered who he was talking to and I remembered and then we just, we totally calmed down. He even helped me resolve his problem, and we helped each other. Uh, and beautiful. if we didn't have that golf day, and we didn't meet in golf, I'm telling you now, this guy would have taken us to the cleaners because wow. he was so, so angry uh, at what had happened. So, <laughs> so this, is, this is the one way of doing things in life is creating a relationship is, is making sure that we put our best foot forward so that, you know, it is a neighborly love. It's a neighborly serving, you know, are we welcoming, you know, um, do we seek the good in others? So, you know, maybe this being a good neighbor, today is something that you know we can reflect on who we are and is there something that we need to change 
and obviously, I mean, in life, things happen to any of us and we have to deal with it. And, you know, it's all our experiences and all the stuff that mold us and, you know, how we've, you know, we've grown up. Um, so, yeah, and, and there's always that family that all the kids go to and then there's always the family that they, they don't go to. So who are we and how are we serving and portraying ourselves as neighbors? You know, just getting back to the game of golf, I laughed because somebody did a skit, you know, like the candid camera. Yes, <laughs> yes. I don't know if you saw it, Carlos, but it's also a golf day. And there's this marshal, but he's not actually a marshal. He's just, he's there to pull the mickey out of somebody. And troublemaker. So yeah, here comes the four ball and the guy's standing there. <laughs> and the guy's, <laughs> the guy's about to hit the ball, tee off. And then this guy someone has, has suddenly pitches up and tells the guys at the back, can you guys just be quiet because the Zug wants to take uh, a swing. It obviously puts the guy a little off. But anyway, he takes the swing and he hits the ball and it goes a little... <laughs> it doesn't go straight, Carlos. It's going to the bushes. What does this guy turn around? He says to the guy, what are you doing here? Why? I mean, how stupid. You hit the ball. Look at this. My grandmother um, can hit better than you. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> this guy's shocked. He says to the guy, geez, like, what's this? He says, come, come, come. You've taken enough uh, time. We're trying to get the people through here. There's other four balls here as well. So, please, the next guy comes and puts the ball down. This guy says to him, I hope you hit better than this guy just before you. Uh, before you. The guy's, like, taken back. He says, listen, why don't you just... Maybe keep quiet. And this guy, listen, I'm the marshal here and I decide what's happening. So he's like pulling rank. There was such an altercation. I laughed so much because all four of them, the three guys, he's totally bad. And then the last one comes along. He puts him off his shot as well. The guy says to him, listen, why don't you shut up and just stand aside? He says, no, you just keep on hitting the ball and please don't hit as pathetic as these other guys. Because now all the, I can tell you, if you guys keep on hitting the way that you are, then please, just when the next four ball comes, let them go through because you guys are pathetic. I don't know what you're doing here. But he caused such a raucous there, Carlos. The guys got onto their little golf cart. They were telling him, what? We're going to get the, to the bottom of this. We're going to report you. And this guy says, well, you better report to me because <laughs> I am the authority, you know. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I said to my son when we were laughing about it, I said, you know, I hope that they've actually stopped the guys and just said, listen, it was just a, it was just a, a, a candid camera moment. It wasn't real because I think it would have messed up their, their whole golfing day. So, <laughs> so, so, so that, that, that guy is hired um, and they've got cameras in, they've got microphones and cameras in the bushes. And That's and then when, when you go to your 19th hole or the dinner event, they play back these, these events. Oh, oh, and it oh. becomes, a, it becomes a laughing stock. So once that happened to our sales manager, Oh, and okay. exactly what you were saying is people's true colors come out. 
and Marcel's manager lost his marbles. He, <laughs> he lost it. And all of that was on camera. And Marcel's manager threatened to sue the guy if he played it on the big screen. So we didn't get no. to see we didn't get to see it because apparently he epically lost it, not a little bit. And when he realized this was all a joke, then, uh, um, but it. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, I think Carlos has just uh, probably gone through what they call a load shedding where the power just drops or our power electrical power stops. And then we've got a, there's a few seconds and it goes on to generators or whatever we've got to try and get back on air. So sorry about that. I'll take over. Um, and as you can hear, I was busy chewing something because I was thinking about that strawberry pie. And it uh, when we had the break, I opened my fridge and there was this beautiful fruit salad. And I put some yogurt with it and it was lovely. So whilst Carlos was chatting away, I put myself on mute, and I was enjoying my fruit salad. But anyway, that's the moments of live radio, and that's what happens when the power goes off, and suddenly <laughs> suddenly you're gone, and suddenly you're alive. And one thing they've always told us in the studio, Carlos, is that when you go into a studio or the mic or sit behind your microphone, treat it as if it is live. Yes. Because you never know what comes out of there. So, yeah, there we go. Carlos is back. You just disappeared for a moment, Carlos. I don't know what happens, man. Something's going on with our net. We are having load shedding, but, yeah, it's all good. We're back. Good. So you were saying how the guy lost his plot on the golf game afterwards and watched the video, and he was prepared I... to even sue them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, um, how I finished was, um, how would we act and why? Why is there 40 guys on the golf course and he can only attract certain individuals? Other guys would just look at him and say, you know, you're just a, a crazy nutter. You're not supposed to be here. And the other guys want to get righteous. They want to sort it out. They want to fix it now. And, and, you know, they get, it gets personal. So how do we change that in our, in our day to day? Is it because we haven't surrendered our stuff to the Lord or is it, <laughs> you know, are we wound up, you yeah. know, and stuff like that? I mean, um, I parked, uh, I went to go get just there by you, Ivan. I went to go get some stuff last week or two weeks ago. Um, at that, uh, what's that um, coffee shop, the Portuguese coffee shop? Um, Clark, yeah, no. Princesa. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, Princesa. And across the road, there's another restaurant that's more of an evening restaurant, and they never have parking. So I just parked my car there because I knew I was going to uh, just grab takeaways. And you will not believe, the guy comes running and he says, listen, you need to move your car. I said, why? No, no, these guys come in here like gangsters and, and they want to break our place down because we park there. And I, I, just realized, I just realized the tension that we have in this world, in society. Um, yeah. You know, um, I think, you know, in, in America there's uh, the Democrats and there's the others and then the others and the Democrats. And so... so <laughs> 
this is something that you know we need to ask ourselves where do we sit and how do we change these things to to be welcoming to to be more serving to to have more love in in our hearts and i think there's there's tons of um bible verses that lead to this that says that you know show hospitality um be aware of the people around us you know so it's very interesting how we would get ourselves into trouble you know um and then the question is what needs to change how do we become that better neighbor you know, Carlos, I always say that, you know, when you hear about people, when they talk about eating, etc., and they say, oh, your most important meal of the day is breakfast, right? I think your most important meal is your spiritual meal, and that is your prayer. Uh, your prayer. Go before the Lord and start your day in that manner. Because the way you start your day, even the, listening to the breakfast shows, etc., you know, people tune into a station and within a few seconds they can make up their mind whether they're going to con listen to the to the conversation or do they going to tune or are they going to tune out and that's the important part of it is that you need to be able to communicate to pe with people in a way that you want to be communicated to isn't it and i was just thinking how it would be, you know, if you've got a problem or an issue about losing your cool or, you know, sometimes you, you're up to dubious, way, dubious ways of doing something when nobody's looking. Maybe if we approached life as if there's a camera rolling at any given time on us, will we lose our cool in the traffic? Will we lose our cool on, on the golf course? Will we lose our cool the way we do? at times if somebody was filming us and afterwards we'll be laughing about it so i think maybe that could be a good idea to remember in future before you lose your cool and throw your toys out of the cot maybe just maybe imagine that invisible camera that's actually busy filming what your reaction is going to be like and so yeah to me I really believe in starting and ending my day in prayer, regardless of how I feel. And I can tell you right now, it's always so encouraging to, to be able to just go through the day and know that you've started it right. And, you know, Carlos, I'm in that habit now for so many years that if I do not do it, you know, sometimes you get, oh, I've got to quickly go somewhere quickly. Do you know, you've got that that whole morning, there's something like, have I got my socks on? Yeah, okay, I've got my, did I, did I put my undies on today? Um, well, something's wrong. Something's bothering you in that you know something's wrong. And then you, oh, I forgot to pray. You know, that's the best time to just pull over, switch off your car, and just do it. Because then you restart it. I've got into the habit when I read my Bible, sometimes at night you feel a little sleepy. I don't know if, you, if it happens to you or if I'm the only one who does it, but sometimes you feel sleepy as you're reading. And so if my chain of thought starts moving, then I say, okay, I'm going to start again from the start. 
and then I read again. And even if I've got one little sentence left and my thought goes to something Carlos said on the radio today, I will say, I'll stop and I'll go back to the start again. In other words, I'm giving it my total undivided attention so that I can actually understand the content of what I've just read. And this morning I had an interesting meeting early and we were chatting and we were talking about the world and the state of the world and how people are very, very on edge and relationships are in trouble, etc., etc. And the guy I was talking to, he said a very interesting remark. He said, are you a full-time husband or are you just partially connected? And I'm like thinking about that. And he says, you know how often when it comes to relationships that are in trouble, you can go and pin it that the person who's involved in this relationship is not giving it 100%. They're not playing their role the way they would have if they knew a camera was busy filming them, you know. Um, and that's what it is. How... How committed are you to your relationship? How committed are you to your business? How committed are you to living in peace with other people? And your commitment will determine the outcome after all. If it's more or less, if you had to go and have an operation and the surgeon says to you, well, I'm not really in the mood <laughs> to do any surgical procedure today. I don't think you will want to go under the knife with that person, isn't it? You'll immediately stop and say, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let's just see. Maybe you should um, wait until you've got another day that you feel like doing something. But I don't want to be under the knife of somebody doing a critical operation, even a small operation, and the person's not actually feeling like they want to do it. Uh, what do you say about that, Carlos? Okay, maybe Carlos has gone off, or maybe I'm muted. I don't know, but I'll just keep on talking. Oh, no, Somebody no, hang on. Sorry, I was on mute. Uh, you've reached the top of the hour, and you're listening to the early morning show, and you have Ivan Basson on the, on the side there. Good morning, America. I suppose it's nearly goodbye, America, one of these moments, hey? No, it's still good morning. So, um, and you're listening to Carlos Vera, which Bon Dia America. So, as tradition has it, we have Carlos Camara that gives us the Gospel Minute. So, we're just going to jump onto the Gospel Minute and then we will continue with our neighborly discussion. Good evening, brothers in Christ. This is Carlos here with your Gospel Minute. And this Sunday is the 26th Sunday in Ordinary Time, taken from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21. And it's all about a loving invitation. This weekend, we are confronted by the parable of two sons asked to work in the vineyard. One son hesitated, the other lied about going. Jesus asked, which of the two did his father's will? The correct answer, neither son is the model to follow. Let's face it, in our own faith lives, we often hesitate to do what is right. And perhaps worse, we can all admit to pledging to do the right thing and yet failing to do so. Even the great saint and sinner, St. Augustine, wrote, Late have I loved thee, my Lord. But let's also move 
from an individualistic to a collective reading of this text. In this last weekend of the season of creation, have we done enough to create ecological justice? Has our faith community hesitated to foster justice and reconciliation with indigenous peoples? This weekend, we are asked to recognize that words alone are not what is important. Words lose meaning when our actions contradict them. Our action in the world is what is a definitional of our character and of our real faith. Fortunately, we know that it's not too late to respond to Jesus. It is never past time to listen, to embrace conversion and act in response to God's loving but yet so challenging invitation. Keep safe, keep looking out for each other, and until next week, I'm a poca poca. <laughs> so, so that's exactly, I mean, the gospel reading this weekend is exactly what we're talking about, is what, what is our action? What yeah. are we doing? Are we doing the right thing? Are we standing up for what is right? Are we standing up for our families? And are we, are we opening that morning with a prayer? Because, Ivan, you just explained to us that if we don't do that, something's missing. Something feels out of place. Now, yeah. I, I've got a very good routine to listen to the gospel um, um, of the day in the morning. And then I listen to a um, like a you know like a explanation, um, yeah. and it comes through as a podcast. Okay. And, and I only I do that when I wake up very early. But and and when I wake up very early, I'm going to go cycling or I'm going to go to early morning mass or something like that. And every time I wake up late. I get into this Ferrari mode that yeah. I, need, I need to do things. And by the time I realized, I've actually forgotten about the Lord. And it's when, when I wake up early and I've got time and I know I need to prepare this, this and that, that everything works. And as soon as I oversleep or I decide I'm not going to wake up early, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to go into the office later. And all of a sudden, I switch it off because now I'm going against my routine. And that's, that's something that we need to focus on because would we go to the office without our pants on? Would we go without our shirts? <laughs> you know, how odd would that be? You know? So, oh, that's funny. So how do, we, how do we bring God into this thing that we do not forget Him? Oh, you my know? word. Carlos, I can tell you yeah. that's amazing. Keep going, brother. And, and as Ivan was talking about, what do we have that triggers off our, our senses? So, you know, we've got all these smart watches, but I wonder if we could just get a feature that says, you know, when we're getting anxious or hypertension or something, that the watch 
doesn't tell you to stand up or breathe. It says you need to take five minutes to pray. Yeah. Take your prayer. Imagine, uh, take it now. Yeah. It, I mean, a prayer minute or, or whatever. Yeah. And imagine Brilliant. there's something like that. And, you know, and before you're going into a hot meeting, um, uh, are we able to offer it up and or lay it at the foot of the cross, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what, what I was thinking when, when Ivan, you were talking. Um, there's this new thing in America called, I think it's called the O-ring, where it's, uh, it's almost like a, a, a digital watch, but it measures your heart rate and it measures, so it gives you so much information during the day about your health. But yet, wow. I think we need we need to measure our mental side. How yeah. much peace? How much peace do we have? How much love do we have? And the more we focus on that, and the more we take it up and you know offer it to the Lord, the better we can achieve it. Yeah. Ivan, are you there? Oh, no, he's gone. So, I mean, you know, we, we're talking about, you know, bringing alerts to our life and how do we make this um, a good thing for us and, you know, how do we accept things, how do we accept our neighbors um, and our neighbors could be our... our um, work colleagues it could be anybody literally anybody that's standing next to us driving next to us and you know how do we put ourselves potentially in our neighbor's shoes and and how do we transform ourselves because you know there's this whole thing about going to um going to um church and we're wanting to change our lives or, or going to a psychologist or something like that. But how do we know that we are improving? And there's a lot of signs in our lives that said, okay, are we getting closer to Christ? Um, how do we treat our families? And those are the little signs that we need to take every, every day. And, um, you know, if I go back to that movie of um, a man called Otto, how did his life transform when he stopped focusing on his internal problems and he started helping the people uh, around him? And I just thought that was so, you know, um, such a good thing. And it got triggered this morning about, um, you know, being... A, a godly neighbor and stuff like that. So for us, we have to look internally. Um, but also, if I look at that movie, um, people came to him. And even though he was a little bit uh, miserable and stuff like that, he, he managed to still help them. And through helping them, he changed his life and he improved his life. So those are the little things that we need to do. And, 
you know, as we were talking about having smart watches, I mean, um, I was flying for I think 11 hours and my watch kept on telling me to stand up. It's time to stand up, you know, um, maybe we need to create a, a app that says, um, it's time to pray. It's time to do something. And, you know, if it's reading our vitals and our heart rate's going up, you know, maybe it's a good idea that we get a reminder um, that we have um, a good friend or something that, you know, maybe extends a message to a friend and saying, listen, you know, your friend's going through hypertension. It would be a little bit odd if they're playing sport or something <coughs> and they see their heart rate and then all of a sudden your friends are phoning you. But I'm just putting it out there that how do we challenge ourselves? How do we become better people today? And um, how do we celebrate this gift of life that's been given to us? Um, you know, uh, we have people in the chat room, um, and why are they in the chat room is because we are community, because we are family and we're able to chat about things. And if things are not going well in, in, um, in our society, you know, we're able to talk about it because, um, you know, I had a friend the other day that got to me and he was very angry with the Catholic church. And uh, because they went through an annulment process that didn't go well and um, or took such a long time, the process wasn't friendly. And all of a sudden, they've got the annulment process and then they go to the church and they said, no, you can do a Catholic wedding, yeah, but we still need to do uh, the government side of things, a registrar and the Catholic priests are not registered anymore with a registrar, so they now need to go find a registrar. And this person was extremely angry at this process because it's just, it seems to be bottlenecks after bottlenecks. And, um, you know, then we explained the process to him, and then he was like, oh, I didn't know. And he totally calmed down. But if he hadn't had the chat with somebody, he wouldn't have had, um, he wouldn't have been able to offload. So do we create this neighbor, you know, this neighborly love that people feel free that they can talk um, and that they can say something? So um, this morning I woke up and I really struggle with allergies. And up in Johannesburg, we've got no ocean. We, we I mean, the closest ocean is about six and a half hours away. So the allergies and the pollen and everything are just horrendous. We, we, we've just gone through our windy season. So the pollen is out everywhere and my eyes take a beating. But I've got this a very thin skin condition. And guess what? In the middle of the night, I start scratching my eye and somehow I pinch it. I pinch the little skin. So this morning I woke up and I have a blue eye. And I'm in the office and everybody's looking at this blue eye. And the more you explain to them that this was something that happened during the night, it's not a bar fight or whatever, the people just look at you and you can see their brains ticking over and they're not believing you. So um, this is just 
one of those hilarious things that we have to deal with in life because things will go wrong. And, you know, um, now they're looking at me like I'm a boxer. So if I see the, the confused faces, um, I just say, well, I was at a World Cup rugby game in Paris this weekend and I had an altercation with an Irishman. <laughs> so they look at me and they say, oh, that sounds way more better and way more believable. So, yeah, I think um, give the benefit of the doubt to our neighbors. Give, um, you know, just put it out there. Let people know that we are people of Christ. And um, somebody always told me that once we leave someone, they must be left with um, a spirit or, or left with a little bit of the Holy Spirit in them. So are we those people or have we become like the man called Otto? Um, I don't know if anybody's watched the movie and if you have watched the movie and you're on the uh, chat room, <coughs> if there's any comment or anything um, that you guys have, please let us know because I just thought a little bit of change in, um, in that man's um, life change the life of people around him. Um, and yet he died of having a big heart. And obviously he had a heart condition that his heart grew um, bigger than, than the cage that he was in. But this is the thing, is where is our hearts and how do we become better? How do we extend this uh, love to, to other people? Um, you know, if, if I look at a lot of the, um, the Bible stuff, I mean, Jesus came to the earth to bring forgiveness, to bring love and not for us to hold it on and, you know, to take anger, to take jealousy tendencies away and, um, you know, and transform that into a, a Christian type of, of life, you know, to be fair, to have good dealings, you know, um, if we do have ego problems or arrogant heart, you know, how do we change that and how do we offer it to the Lord? So today, um, just to recap with everybody is a national good neighbors day and then we've been talking quite a bit about that because um just being a good neighbor i think also just inspires us um and puts us on the right path um ivan was talking earlier about you know reaching how do we start our day um do we start it with the lord and what do we do and this whole thing of becoming you know, open to the Lord and starting the day. Um, you know, we even spoke about these smart watches and these smart rings that are all out now. Can we, um, you know, can we change that to make us more focused on the Lord, to make us more focused on our neighbors and our friendships? So it's been amazing. We've lost Ivan. Um, to a bad connection. We are struggling with load shedding in South Africa, but we are here. We have had a fantastic day. We wish everybody a good 
pie day, a good neighbor's day, and do not forget to have a beer this morning, this afternoon. Thank you all, and adios America from the South African team. Ciao, ciao.